Hey, welcome everyone here in Miami for Benzinga 2023. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits Podcast. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. And my my guest joining me here this morning is Mr. Brett Puffinmark. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing all right. Great. The Brett is the head of marketing for Green Check Verified, GCB. Yep. That's, your, that's your thing. Brett also served his country, U.S. Marines. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. You still active uh, with the service at all? No, I, I, I'm, in, I'm active in the veteran community, specifically around bringing cannabis to their work, whether it be in the career or in the, the life-saving medicine, because that was how I found it. Right. When I got out of the military, I was struggling, like most of us. And then I found cannabis as a medicine, and then I went, Maybe I do this for a job. That, that is like risky. This seems all right. And I think that's a big struggle that yeah. veterans have is that we lack a mission when we get out because the military isn't a job. It's a, right. a lifestyle. We think that applies to cannabis. So like for me, I think it's life-saving as a substance, but also as a community. Given me a mission in a different way than I had since getting out of the military. Yeah. You've involved yourself in a tremendous way in immersing yourself into community. You've kind of created this life of giving back and contributing. Now, I know, I mean, I'll look at some of the things you do, and you don't get paid for all of this, though. <laughs> it's, not <laughs> it's not always about that. No, it isn't, right? It isn't. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. We have human beings like you walk around, Brown. Because. But you did a lot of B2B sales. Like digital marketing, marketing, kind of. Would you say you did brand building also? Yeah, so I think it's all the same. Okay. Right? Like, uh, I'll be that guy who mm-hmm. all the sales and marketing people out there are about to get real mad at me, but all, <laughs> it's all kind of the same, right? It's it's from awareness, like, yeah, this exists, yeah. to, oh, this is what I know them for. Right. Okay, I want something in their portfolio of services to, I am now a customer, and then eventually... I'm an evangelist because their service is delivered. So I see that as a, a pretty broad pipeline. And I know there's lots of segmentation. Yeah, the marketers are listening to stuff like what you're No, they came here. I'm a marketer, right? Like, I will gladly talk marketing, but I'll also chop it up with sales and business development and customer success because I think that it matters, right? Like, especially for cannabis companies who have a hard enough time just existing, right? Like, living on expert mode every day. How do we make this? Let's see what's like. How do we get them the things that normal small businesses are? Kind of, how do we? That's important to me, and I think it starts with this big long pipeline of like, you know, it, as simple and silly as it sounds. But my dad used to dump me, right? Like, uh, under promise and over deliver. Yeah, that's what we should be doing for the community. Because like, insert tagline here about all ships rise together. Right? All right. No, no. Hey, you know, someone could say that's corny, but it's real. It is. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I, t- I totally get it. You've been in the cannabis arena since 2017. Even, yeah, it's almost 16, 17. And that's, hell, that's what, seven years? Six, seven years? Hundred and seven. Yeah. That's crazy, man. You find yourself just recently, I mean, you haven't been less than a year at Green Check, right? Green Check verified. So why did you go there? To, to continue your work in the industry? So I think to start off with, the industry is right 
with myths about banking and financial services and the things you can and can't do. And GreenCheck provided a very real solution. So originally, like when I first got into cannabis, it was about the plan, right? How do I support the plan? How do I rise up the plan? Now for me, it's become, how do I do that for the community, right? How do I do that for like all of the people that work out here in, in weed land that no, and it's doesn't take much to you know throw a stick into the LinkedIn pond or the Instagram pond and just like people are ready to complain about it to the kind of size it's was training that's hard and it's that you know, I was plenty of expert clutter it's on the part mode how do we fix that right like how do we make their life easier they think that something green check was dush incredibly well uh, so when we wound down good ideas to a, a smaller entity you know very select clientele but then consulting an advisory thing it was like all right i'm i'm about to find a full-time club that i can be happy at and really help the community okay and that was green check for me right and green check is fintech and cannabis and so that's what you tell us what green check verified is okay so banks have software like Saver and some of these and cannabis companies have software trees and coba and blaze and all the pos systems in order for a bank or a financial institution, credit union bank, whatever, feel comfortable banking cannabis, they have a pretty high regulatory bar. So we built a compliance rules engine that takes the POS software cannabis company down to the dollar level and per transaction level. And we put that into bank language, right? Financial institution language, we provide it to them. So that's a really complicated way of saying, we took enough risk out of banking cannabis for, um, at this point, almost 130 financial institutions feel, feel comfortable banking cannabis business. How did you prove it to them? <laughs> A lot of hard work and long nights, um, explaining with very, very minute intricate details of the financial world laws, right? It's good. Okay. It's pretty simple. If money originates from a state legal transaction it is legal money but it's not money laundering like the, the not the but rumor you know has it it's state legal transaction right if it is a state legal transaction the bank is happy with it. okay that's that's about any bank they could be legally they are good with it most of them so this is the big selling point for financial institutions. Okay. We have a, something called a BSA analyst in the banking world. Not, not the one to talk to about this. Yeah. Uh, the bankers tons of audits, but we maybe get it. Yeah. Every high risk account okay. has a certain amount of manpower that has to go behind it to verify it, to check it, to, to you know, check your work like you did in math class on middle school. What our software did was allow them to automate that to a way. So like, uh, there's kind of this rumor in the financial industries world that I hear is you need for every eight to 10 accounts, you need one person. We have financial institutions that have a hundred, 110 accounts after a person. So it allowed them to come into the industry safely and compliantly and grow a portfolio of deposit, whatever bank or trade wants you want yeah. uh, from cannabis companies. And the one I just heard our CEO, Kevin use on a Fort's interview earlier today, our largest financial institution is a $60 billion institution. Their largest depositor is a cannabis home. Really? Right? That's a beautiful thing. It's an insane. What problems are you solving for the cannabis software? So, our software at its core is yeah. free for cannabis operators. So, can we get them guaranteed access to financial institutions and not just a bank account? I mean, 
full-blown service is like a normal business gets. Okay. Debit cards, checking account, saving account, wire, office logistics, bill pay, tax stuff, like the whole list of banking services, all the way up to and including lengthening and funding. And then we've gotten kind of smart for that in the last couple of months. So we officially launched this marketplace uh, at the end of January of 23th year. Okay. And basically what we figured out is we are a bottleneck to giving company bank accounts. And in order to get other essential business services, right? POS systems, merchant services, insurance, payroll, sure. those sort of things, they kind of have to have a bank account. So what we did is once we get you into the world, get you a bank account, we're now a marketplace of pre-vetted service providers that were the best in, that we can get in a pretty long host of categories that all basically help you run your business and you could manage them through our software. So we have a we have a one-stop shop. So how, how did you connect the service providers? Are they independent operators or are they they're in their snare van or cooperative? What are they? They are their own independent service operator. Other okay. companies you would know and recognize. Okay. Right. Like okay. they provide these essential services in the cannabis companies. But they all came to our platform through a series of partnership agreements fun, that we put together with them. Where if you're a cannabis operator and you sign up for the marketplace, you're gonna put in your normal banking details that you would get a bank account. And we're gonna take that information and use our intelligent matching system to give you offerings of the appropriate service providers for your needs. Then you'll have two, three, four to choose them, and you can shop them, and you can shop rates, and you can control it from one spot. So like coming from my retail opening days, the beginning of my career, looking for something as simple as a POS system was 50 different pitches. Well, what if I could get all of them right now in a little box and go, for all right, this one fits a kind of like credit card, right? Like the, the service is, okay, we'll get you through your like financial audit and we'll get you a bank account and all of that. The, the, the additional spray, the, the add-on is now that you're here, by the way, here's a list of all the other stuff you're going to need and you don't have to look anywhere else. And it tweaks a cannabis operator's like simple. Uh, we just had a guy signing a brand new dispensary owner in LA, right? Like trying to break into that very difficult market. Right. And he's like, guys, I found every service I need in 10 minutes, right? The joke I've been using in the marketing emails is I can get you every service you need to run your cannabis business in less time than it takes to smoke a joint. There you go. I like it. I know sign up by the time you're done, you're ready. Brad, I love that. That is great. So let's talk about the competitive set in your in your fintech space. What you're trying, the problems you're trying to solve, there's others trying to do the same type of thing. Why would I choose Green Checker? I mean, honestly, this yeah. is going to sound like a cop out sales guy in through, but we're the biggest and the best. We have 100 and almost 30, I think it was 26 or 7 as of this morning, financial institutions. So half of the banks banking we okay. are on our platform. We're doing $500 million a month, $6 billion a year in revenue flow through our platform, which ends up being like a third of the industry. Okay. We are the big kid on that playground. Okay. When it comes to that. So you're guaranteed best in class services. And I think I was mentioning it when we were prepping. Yes, yeah. when I walked in. We have some financial institutions that are zero fees, zero dollars, like less, less than you would pay for your like. I mean, walking off the street, not related to cannabis, you're going to pay something. Right. We, right. we have them offering that for right. cannabis operators. So like, if that doesn't get you across the network, <laughs> I quit. I should not have a job. Why, why are these institutions doing that when the lay person who's not connected to our industry bread really thinks, there's a lot of people think it's illegal. 
real theory, even words not illegal. And then they just think, well, how, how do you get a mortgage? How, how do you have a bank account? And, you know, I, I would never work in this industry because of that. It's kind of ridiculous when I really think about it. Yes, we're over here screaming it from the mountaintops. Like, yeah. I can get you all the things you need right. to be a normal business, right? To feel just like every other business. At this point, we're not... The cannabis industry is no longer like the weedy thing that smells like patchouli and, and you know, is in a bad neighborhood. And mm-hmm. Weed stores look like Apple stores now. Right, like Planet Third European is very good. Yeah, if you go to like, we I mean, will be real here. Yeah, like go get Jungle Boys. Truly, these are nice, clean, it's like a professional yeah. facilities. They deserve to be treated like a normal business, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. Right? Any golf, they're not. Even if they're this small government pop shop, hard. She's trying to do it too. If they're not, I don't look at it any differently than like a hardware store, and it's not just retailers either. Right? Like. I just had this conversation with one of our financial institutions when we were at Boston a couple of weeks ago. Cannabis is a normal supply chain. Retail is retail. Cultivation is like any manufacturing or agriculture. Extraction is like any manufacturing business. Like, you just have to teach the financial institutions how to break down the cannabis supply chain. Right. And then they go, oh, my. And we'll get it. So, so your approach, the approach of, of the green check, is it banking you go and you convert bankers that making institutions and then you advertise that that institution is on board pretty much yeah so we actually have two an entirely bifurcated sales and marketing department so i have a peer who's a vice president of marketing who does nothing but market to financial institutions and he had his own sales and customer success team that walked them through board prep and the software services and like Right. We've got it down to a science now. Yeah. A financial institution wants to learn how to bake weed. Yeah. We can have you up and running now. Like, you know. And, and your responsibility on the marketing side is letting the cannabis companies know that we can get them so, you know, this list of service that is banking on down. Which is really easy. I've been your side of up. Yeah. It's silly easy if you really luck about it. This, you know, I, I think back to India Bits talking about right. I may or may not have yelled at exhibit because he said, I can't get a bank account. And I was like, dude, I'm four feet away. I said, what? No, that's great. So, what, you know, if you look at, you've been in this business 100 years, seven years. Okay. You've been in this business a long time for cannabis. And I remember, I've been in this business for about the same amount of time, and I remember when people were just walking to things, right? I mean, professionals from, you know, different places are flocking to the industry. And it's, oh, it's new. First time, you know, in my lifetime, I had an opportunity to get into a new consumer products business, right? New. A lot of those folks came in. They found out how hard it is how difficult it is, how fast it moves, stays loud, exit, right? They did that. Now, now it's kind of cool, man. We, we have a scenario for their, their opportunity to get willing to tell people who have experience in the industry, get the pace, get the, the volatility of it, and love that. My friend gave a pallet chart for the best. Okay. Campus is consumer packaged goods plus culture. And that culture piece is really hard to unlock 
if it's not intrinsic to you, right? So when I was doing course development for the NBA program at Rowan, public okay. cannabis business NBA, yeah. a lot of conversations with some of the other professors there, one of them that really stuck out to me is that cannabis is a subculture. Back. Mm-hmm. Subcultures are divided into two kinds, opt-in mm-hmm. opt-out. Also, okay. culture. So opt-in means I must overcome a stigma or some, you know, obstacle to become there's part a, of the self. There's a hurdle, right? The skateboarding and rock 90s, we're on crot. We need you. Right. Then you have opt out subcultures, which would be like Apple products or alcohol. If you're in your twenties and thirties, you have to opt out of being part of this known subculture that everybody spit the nut. Cannabis is both of those at once where, where the Schrobingers can of that. So because it depends on your social example, yeah. right? Yeah. If I walk into Oral my spare line to fit uh-huh. I'm gonna get looked at in my weed shirt, well, my weight and in my pocket. Like so everyone I get it all the time. I live in rural Virginia and we boy like that looks in a nice house and a piece of ever home. And I like, what you do? And I got my pot weed shirt on and like so put my joint on my long bower. That's clearly an opt-in subculture in that region. Yeah. But if I walk outside at Hall of Flowers or for any yeah. cannabis event. You're the weirdo if you don't spark a joint and join the circle, right? So we, we exist in this very weird dichotomy of like... Never been explained that way. You sat alone and sitting. Yeah. Opt in and opt out. Yeah. And we're all the above. At one time. And more time. More yeah. like, right? And to your point about like in and out. Well, then I'm that transplant era, right? So there was like legacy era. Then there was transplant era where we all... Like, I think Harley Davidson, right? Like... <laughs> Uh, where we jumped from other industry lifestyles, which we CPD into freestyle beverage, and we were like, cool. Not about half of us made the cut, maybe less, because we're playing on expert mode, right? Like, it's like uh, that meme of the toilet with the cardboard, just a little tiny cutout that's like expert mode. We're trying to get the little tiny cutout. A lot of people fell on, but what that ended up doing was, uh, at least for my, my worldview, is it's like iron sharks and body. And now we, you know, we've cold the herd and have the best of the best that are left and they are now building infrastructure that will allow the later adopters to come in and really embrace this industries i do worry that we're going to lose the subculture while we're doing it but why it is hard to i'm actually writing an article about this but uh, it's a difference in selling out and buying in right the like selling out is I'm going to change to fit the thing you want. And buying in is I'm going to be me and you're going to accept me. And that's a struggle. What we see is the selling out part is very powerful and alluring thing. The short-term gain. Yeah. I see her that Matt of Lure will take over, though I am hopeful that it won't because I see some pretty powerful operators standing up to those forces and sticking to their balance and, and really building what they build on art. He gets, I'm on to say this, Jungle Boys is off our client. They're doing it, right? Like their legacy is like it seemed to be California three months before World Right. They're playing in Florida. They're, they're, they went to the MSO's backyard and they're, they're plunging. So I think there's, it's we might be seeing some balancing of the stales. Yeah. I see. You, know, you want that, right? I want to see it. You want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it balance. Yeah. Do most people want to see balance? I think most people want to see whatever benefits you. Yeah. For the side of the nation, it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know if most people want to see a Valdus. I'll go way out of the limb. I think could be optimal way for the cannabis industry to be four, five, six. Yeah. Sample size of one. I am no expert in all of this, but we want the opinion. I think we're going to look like the milk industry when this is all done. We're going to see a disparate network of farmers farming very full quality across different markets where it is most available, right? Producer and consumer states. And so agricultural centers, Humboldt, Appalachia, on the East Coast, maybe New York and LA and Detroit, who knows? They are going to feed into central processing facilities in the milk industry. We pasture, they show their business, ship equipment, they track. The harder it takes talent, the, the, the supply chain manufacturing fees, and they're going to be distributed to a variable network of retailers under different brand names. Yeah. So I, I think what we're going to see is a consolidation of corporate ambus, if you were holding cooling into that middle section and everybody else filling in the outside looks like we see in milk for something like that because we can well look and i can see that from the perspective when the walls come down there will be some central there'll be a lot of centralization i could see that but also what i don't like about it you just made it a total lifetime commodity yeah. that's what you just did in that and that analysis right and that, that makes it difficult. I, I, I'll hope for more, right? I'll hope for more because cannabis is, is a uh, is a 2,500-year-old plant that that absolutely you can make some high-end, high-margin products. And I, I hope that the industry moves to that and in many ways, right? I, I, it's never going to not be the flower, right? right? So that's, I don't want to worry about that. What I really worry about is in the existence of it, is how do we build it into a really, really dynamic consumer plot? Right. So my belief on that is it starts with homegrow. Yeah. Yeah. I just said this a hundred times. Yeah. Homegrow allows for, so I'll use the example of the alcohol industry, right? Yeah. So alcohol, less prohibition back in the day. Yeah. We had 84 years where it was controlled by large vertical operators. Even four years. And then they had to be legalization of homebrew. What have we seen in the last five to ten years in the alcohol industry? Mom and pop growers in our weed model brought have started to dominate. You see micro distilleries, plant distilleries, and little brands. Well, you know, boys are now lost in that there's 10 or 12 distilleries. Yeah, works. I think it's the only keeping cannabis time. Homebrew. We're homebrew. I think they'll allow it. It allows for innovation. Innovation allows for experimentation. Experimentation allows us to live the alleged American dream that is entrepreneurship. It has absolutely. But that starts at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It does. It does. But this is great. We could talk all day about this. I love talking to you, Brett. My guest today on, on Plant Profits, Mr. Brett Puffinbarger, and he is the VP of Marketing. A green check verified. I had a great conversation with you today, Matt, and I, I absolutely looking forward to hearing more about you. And I'll see you out here in the conference, and uh, we'll do a little socialization uh, for that for sure. And I, I want everybody to get the Plant Profits podcast. Then you can, you know, our, our partner in crime here is Cannabis Radio, and they do a great job. And Plant Profits is brought to you proudly by Produce Global. And you can get the podcast at any platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast mix, you can find Plant Profits. Please download Plant Profits. And also, 
take a look at Produce Global, my company, Produce Global. Absolutely, you can find it on all social media outlets, Instagram, anywhere that you look, TikTok, everywhere we're there. And uh, that's Protus Global, P R O T I S, global.com. Till next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.